Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on June 26, 2020. Today we are reviewing the latest Disney movie tie, Artemis Fowl, available now on Disney Plus for streaming in every American household. Go watch it. Uh, we got some uh, nice things to say about it once we get to that part of the episode. Great, great film. There's also uh, some other movie news. Michael Keaton, uh, Jason's favorite actor, is going to be back I'm as Batman. Man. Uh, he's going to be connected to the DCEU. We'll break down what he's going to do, kind of talk about it. Uh, it's it's interesting, Ty. It's interesting. Yes. Most importantly, though, baseball is back. Motherfucking baseball. I mean, it's not back yet. Um, it's agreed to be back in the future. There's a date for it to be back. Um, again, we'll talk about that, too. Uh, I'm, not, I'm still not optimistic. Let's just put it that way. Very optimistic. Let's get into the show. 22nd tyler this is the uh, last episode before your 22nd birthday yes sir which is on saturday june 27th everyone wish tyler a happy birthday once once it's on saturday please do what the fuck am i saying i don't know give us interactions on social media for my birthday so last year I bought you a bunch of stuff from the 99 cent store because I think we recorded on your birthday. I didn't do that this year. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's fine. 
<laughs> I paid for your round of golf last weekend, so that was fun. Fuck yeah, you did. We saw some, uh, what did we see, deers? They were beautiful deers. <laughs> majestic creatures, just like four feet away from us. And uh, Tyler almost hit one. On, on aggressively on accident. I went out of my way not to, and I'm so bad at golf that me going out of my way not to hit it somewhere means the ball's going to end up there. <laughs> Skims right over their heads. I felt terrible. Almost took out a deer antler. Let me say, Tyler, I was very impressed with you. Why is that? Because you were driving the ball, out driving I, me and Ben all day. Look, I've been hitting the weights. Okay. I haven't really. I've been putting on body mass, though. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I was just pissed off. I was feeling good. You're hitting lasers, just a little line drive lasers. I was feeling real good. Best day driving in my life. I felt like Mike Trout in that one, that one Top Golf video. Okay, that's that's what I felt like. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what it was. You're, hit, just, you're hitting about 240, like. 250. You're hitting them good. Felt great. We aren't going to talk about my short game. <laughs> I also got a new video game, Ty. What'd you get? The new. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast last year, and it's finally out. Uh, SpongeBob bottle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. <laughs> it's the remastered of the old game. Mm-hmm. Why'd you laugh? I just forgot about it. It's what? got a ten out of ten on Steam. Five rem- out of five on GameStop. I remember it being a great game. Would you? Is it on PlayStation? Uh, it's on Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. We got it on the Switch. Just gonna do some some Twitch live streaming. SpongeBob. I mean, I'm already like pretty far in it. I've already beat two levels. <laughs> wow! Someone's trying to sell this on PlayStation Four for three hundred and twenty-five dollars. That's what? good. That's good money. Can I flip mine? You could just download them online. This person's not going to get any money for it. Um, but yeah, this was one of the games of my childhood, man. And I don't remember as much about it as I thought I did because I was like playing through it, and there was certain like the music was the thing right away. I was like, oh my god, this takes me back. Like the fucking SpongeBob, the music in the game. I was like, it just, it just took me back. But the rest of it, like, because the first level you have to do it's at like the jellyfish fields. I didn't really remember that that much. I remember that. I think they had this game at my dentist office, and whenever I was waiting, I would I would play it on their little like, like they'd have like the little PlayStation. Your like in dentist the box. had video games. Fuck yeah, in the waiting room. What? I didn't have that shit. I also owned it though. Um. Yeah, I didn't remember the jellyfish, and then I went to the city too. There's like a city level downtown Bikini Bottom. I didn't remember that either. It's like nighttime, isn't it? No, it's daytime. I think there's a nighttime part. Um, but some parts I did remember. Um, it was cool though, man. I'm excited to keep playing. Riley was watching me play and just snickering at me every time I would lose all my underwear and die. <laughs> did you see the uh, the new stuff for the Avengers game? I did not know. They released like new like a new trailer and everything for the uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, it looks good, man. Modok is the main villain. Oh, I love him. You do love him. <laughs> <laughs> is this only on PlayStation? No, no, it's a uh, Xbox PlayStation. Is this going to intertwine with the Spider-Man game? Because I know that was talked about, that they wanted to do like a connected... See, they, they haven't confirmed anything yet. Um, however, it's... I'm In the Spider-Man game, he's like, oh, the Avengers are on the West Coast, and this takes place in San Francisco to open in the trailer. Mm. So they think so. Um, there was like a trailer, like the trailer that got released. Someone got like a zoomed in and saw one of the microfu- like microphones. It said Daily Bugle, which is where Spider-Man works. Yeah. Um, so they're thinking it might be a PlayStation exclusive because the thing is like, you're going to get the main characters and main story. And no, it then, says it's going to be available on Xbox one. No, Spider-Man. Oh yeah. It yeah. might only be like a PlayStation exclusive, yeah. um, because it's like the main characters and everything and you can play them. And then they're just going to keep introducing new characters for free with all new like move sets and everything that you can play the game. It's like a co-op and story mode. 
this one they'll keep introducing new characters? Yeah, they're going to keep adding in new Avengers. I think the first one's Ant-Man. And like they're going to have full movesets and everything, and it's all uh-huh. going to be free. Okay. And so they're thinking... I'm a little lost. They're thinking they might introduce <laughs> Spider-Man after launch oh, as gotcha. a PlayStation exclusive. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, could they do... I wonder if they could do a thing where they just include Spider-Man in these games, but then the Spider-Man games himself are just on PlayStation. They could do that. Like the Sony movies and all yeah. that bullshit. Um, September 4th, 2020, that game comes out, Ty. I know it's supposed to have already been out. Got fucking pushed back. Oh, really? Yeah, it got pushed back months. Because of coronavirus? Everyone, oh, everyone just shit on it online. It looked terrible. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, some of the images I was looking at, it looked like there was like pictures, um, like side-by-side pictures. Like It looked like before and after or some shit. They've done a bunch of updating. I'm excited for it, though. I don't care. Yeah, I'll probably get it. Who, so who develops it? It says Square Enix. Square Enix. Square Enix. Yes. Published by Square Enix. Developed by Crystal Dynamics, whatever. Yep. Um, so did Spider-Man, was he also developed by Insomniac. That? Oh. So they're different. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that then. I don't know, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll tell you that much. I think it just looks like a fun game. And loving the Avengers and Marvel shit like I do. I'm going to have me a great time. Uh, they announced um, UFC 4. Well, they haven't announced it yet. They announced that they're going to announce it at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. I never even touched UFC 3 because I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I actually just recently re-downloaded it on my PlayStation because I've just been bored. Like I felt like I have nothing to play. Is it terrible? And Yeah, I, I played it again. I was like, I remember why I don't like this one as much. It's just too realistic. Yeah, I don't want to actually fight. UFC 2 is like the perfect blend of like realism and... A little bit of an arcade fight game. You still make people do backflips on fucking KO uppercuts. <laughs> yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, they're going to um, unveil it on the 251 pay-per-view, which is on Fight Island. First pay-per-view on Fight Island. Fuck yeah. Which is... Uh, not even a real island. On July 11th. So not next weekend, but the weekend following. Okay. <laughs> it is not. I might buy this pay-per-view, honestly. It's stacked. Three title fights. Um, I mean... And it's Fight Island. I don't follow UFC, so that I just like watching people punch each other. <laughs> I know the big people. That's about it. Yeah. It's been fun to watch it, man. They've been doing the small octagon, and they've all just been knocking each other out. I saw a couple. Yeah. It's been like great. Highlights and shit. Just going to town. More importantly, though, Tyler, the best sport in the world, but it's the least, the worst run, baseball, coming back. Hallelujah. So, from my understanding is that... They did not come to an agreement, the players and the owners, and that Robert Rob Manfred had the authority to just implement a 60-game season. Yes. Why was MLB even trying to negotiate? Why didn't they just do this already? Great question. I think this is a last... Last... Uh, Ditch effort? Yeah. Last resort? I know this is like a similar like layout of one of like the first proposals Yeah. Um, that the owner said no to. <laughs> but it's just way less games than that because so are they getting full prorated do you know yep full prorated for the 60 which still is only like just over a third of your actual salary yeah but it's interesting the players why they they turned down the last offer like i've been all i've been pro players but that last offer had like expanded playoffs universal dh for two years 104 percent prorated for 60 games like it had a bunch of stuff and it was what 35 33 to 5 in favor of no yeah like, I don't know. The last one seemed fine to me. At that point, I feel like it was just like a, we just don't want to do anything. We're just going to take whatever Manfred forces. 
is they're just trying to prove a point. I, I'm assuming because the CBA is coming up. At that point, it was like no fuck you. But either way, they can just readdress that no fuck you when the CBA is up. No, you can say 100%. yes now, and then when the CBA is over, be like, hey, you pissed us off. We were forced to take the best deal. I don't get it. I don't either. I'm just glad we got baseball. I don't know how this how we got here. All I know is there's 60 games, and I'm going to watch every single fucking one. Starting on their spring training is supposed to report soon, right? July 1st. Spring training, and then the season itself starts. July 24th. <sighs> Look, man, I'm, I'm excited that baseball is going to come back. First of all, I want to get this out of the way. I want to make a statement. Jason Reed official statement. I might even make it a post-a-note. Okay. <laughs> I am on the record, and I tweeted this. As whoever is winning the World Series this year is, I know this is who they care about. They care about my opinion. 100% legitimate. No asterisk in my book. So, at first, we were talking about this, and I was like, short season, it just won't count. I'm completely past, past. I'm so fucking excited for the 60-game sprint. I don't care what happens. Yeah. Balls to the wall. Fucking put everything out on the table. Whoever wins, wins. So, this will be interesting because everyone looks at the whole, um, you know, they look at last year through 60 games, like the Nationals being terrible. And obviously, you could run into things, Jesus, such as injury, bad luck, and then just like getting cold at the wrong time. But these games are going to mean more. So, the better teams are going to, I still think there's going to be margin for error compared to a 162 game season. That's how math works. Smaller sample size, there's obviously more margin for error on, you know, yeah. bad teams getting in, whatever. But I feel like with every team taking every game super seriously, like it's you're still going to see the best teams in the league make the playoffs. You know what I mean? I, I think the last 30 games are going to feel like the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's going to be in the hunt. Everyone is, knows every single game matters at that point. Yeah. It's going to be fucking electric, dude. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun to watch. And, like, yeah, you could run into a cold spell. The Dodgers two years ago, we started, like, 19 and 29 and then eventually came back, like, you know, like, that's going to suck if that happens, but... I don't know. I'm on the record as legitimate World Series champions. Maybe the Angels can make the playoffs and actually win a playoff game for Mike Trout's resume. That'd be great. That'll be, be an official. Fun. That'll be an official non-asterisk playoff win. I'm not talking about you ain't gonna win the World Series. I I just want to make it there. <laughs> I just want to have a good time, make it there, see the sights. And the better part is, Ty, if let's say the Angels make a wild card game because this is regular playoffs, right? They're not doing the expanded. Yeah, I don't think deal. so. I think it's still 10, 10 playoff teams. Let's say the Angels make the playoffs, or they make the wild card game and they lose. At least after this, you could be like, well, at least I didn't waste 162 games being devoted. All that is a waste just to lose in the wild card game. Now it's to be like, well, you know what? It was only 60 games. Eh, no big deal. <laughs> it's just building building block for next year. I'm fine with it. I'm excited. I'm, so, I legitimately had butterflies thinking of this season when they announced this. Can I'm you, so fucking ready. Can you be on the record as saying that the World Series winner will not have an asterisk no matter who it is? Um, Depending on who it is. <laughs> no, bullshit. You can't do that. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm fine with it. It's weird. Everything's weird. Everyone's going to be adjusting. Let's just fucking go. Oh, it looks like they are doing the universal DH. Yes. Yeah. Still. I, yeah, they're doing universal DH and the extra inning rule. Dude, the Dodgers are going to be fucking nice. I will man, go on record as I will go on record as saying the Dodgers with the DH is a better lineup than the Angels. <laughs> there goes back to our argument. Dude, our lineup with the DH is going to be filthy. It'll be uh it'll be something. Oh, my God. We're going to be able to have Bellinger. Against the righty, we're going to have Bellinger, Betts, Jock, Turner, Seager, Lux, Muncie, Will Smith, and then DH will probably be like Pollock. Oh, that's going to be so nice, dude. We're going to fucking dominate. There's this Dodger guy, like writer, blogger, whatever, who was making this argument that the Dodgers would be, like, severely hurt by there being a universal DH. 
I don't know about all that. Yeah. Uh, he Like, his argument, because he was like, well, AJ Pollock's, like, he was pretty much arguing AJ Pollock sucks. And it's like, AJ Pollock would be a starter on Most 13 out of the other 15 National League um, teams. And he's like, well, you got teams like the Reds. They have Nicholas Castellanos now who they can DH. I was like, well, they were going to play them him every day anyways. He was just going to be a bad defender. Now yeah. you're just getting a <laughs> mediocre bat. It, it was stupid. And it was it was stupid. Yeah, I don't agree with I was that. like, if anything, the Dodgers are better suited for the DH because they have more pitching. You know what I mean? So they can – yeah, because his argument was like, well, their pitching is going to get worse because they have to face one more hitter. It's like, well, yeah, but everyone's pitching is going to get worse. Yeah. So the team with more arms is obviously going to be better Also, off. he isn't going to have to go up to plate and waste energy hitting and running yeah. the bases. Yeah. Just focus on pitching. I don't I, know, though. I, the teams like your guys' who have deep benches are absolutely going to benefit Especially from Especially with this. the 30-man roster the first two weeks, I think it said. Is it? Yeah, that's what the video just had on ESPN said. I don't know. I'm fucking ready for it, dude. And I know that like starting pitchers are going to have a short leash. Yeah. And relievers are just going to be fucking sent out there. Yeah. Because there's only 60. It's not a marathon anymore. Four-man rotations for everyone, maybe? Except for the Angels, who are still fucking going six for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> as if we have six starters. <laughs> are they really? Yeah, because of Shohei. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, why don't they just... Why don't they do a five, but then have Shohei like alternate, like you know what I mean? Because it'll fuck up everyone else's thing. I feel like our four, five, and six starters are just going to be all the same level of bad. So fuck it. Spin zone. Now Shohei doesn't have to not hit, not play against National League teams when you play National League teams this year. Fuck yeah, he's gonna be available all sixty games. Fuck yeah. And but we still can't say. We still don't know if he can handle the full workload of being a pitcher and a hitter at the same time because he didn't get a full season worth of it. I mean, I'm going to spin that narrative. That's fine. You can definitely <laughs> still say it. It'll be a great little dip of toes in here, 60 <laughs> games. No, it'll be fun. Um, I will say the Angels, I'm, I'm very excited because we had a great bullpen through the first half of the season, I think, like one of the best in baseball. And then it you know, kind of realized, hey, starting pitchers only going four or five innings is going to make your bullpen terrible eventually. Yeah. Don't got to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I'm still kind of pessimistic, though, if I'm being honest, that it's going to actually happen just with everything with the coronavirus. Charlie um, Blackman. Well, Andrew Friedman confirmed that the Dodgers had multiple people test positive within the organization. Um, but it's just it's an interesting thing because, like, obviously I don't want to be insensitive. You know, this is our podcast, though. I don't care. Um, these guys aren't going to get hurt by the coronavirus 99.99% of the time. This is true. Um, and obviously you want to be – cautious and not spread it more than you have to and obviously you know like the argument is like well they might have at-risk people at home you know that they could spread it to and it's like yeah that's true but it just kind of depends how the public responds to it and how mlb handles it because there's going to be positive tests there's going to be positive tests as they get back into it right now there's going to be positive tests in september when they're in the middle of the season there's going to be a team whose ace gets coronavirus right before the playoffs start you know what i mean I do think the one thing that helps is right now they're testing positive because they aren't being forced to quarantine in yep. the MLB bubble. Once the season starts and you get that first wave out of the way, I think it's going to be a, a lot less likely because that you know the fucking management and everyone's going to keep, be keeping a fucking eagle eye on everyone, yeah. forcing them to stay in a bubble. Well, they but they're traveling. That's the problem. Yes. There's still variables in that. You know what I mean? But I think they're going to do – I think it will be better than – right now pre yeah you know season um if i'm a baseball player and i'm like look my survival chances are 99.9 percent. i don't have anyone at risk if i'm a gavin lux and i'm just like a, a guy our age you know whatever i'm getting it on purpose i'm like just get it out of the way beginning of the season 
That way I don't test positive in September when the games really matter. And just let me get it. Let me get over it. And I'm good to go. I mean, that's a way of looking at it. I told you before the podcast, I kind of want to get it myself. You're just tired just of get living over in it. fear. Pretty much, yeah. Just like, fucking do it. I'm not even scared for me. I'm scared of, like, unknowingly spreading it. So if I just knowingly get it, I'm good. Just stay your ass at home for two weeks. You'll be, you'll be fucking set. <laughs> Andrew Friedman, though, he did say um, to all the, the Dodgers uh, tests, none of them have results in symptoms that have been problematic. Uh, he had a good quote, though. Uh, part of the challenge here is there are a lot of unknowns. I think there's no question we're going to have a decent number of positive tests in spring training in the season. And to me, it's much more about how quick we are to respond to that, the treatment options, the quarantining part of it, making sure it doesn't spread among the group. And to that extent, we can contain it. We have really good health and safety protocols in place. Collectively, as a group, everyone working together, I think it's something we can manage. Absolutely. I think it's very manageable. Um, However, if they get it, if anyone gets injured – you used to think 15-day AL is nothing. If you're yeah. IL, 15-day IL, yeah. that's a quarter of the fucking season now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's is, if you get coronavirus, yeah, that's a quarter of the season too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's the same as missing 40 games in the regular season if you just have the minimum IL stint. Yeah. You roll an ankle, you just missed fucking 80 games. I saw a thing that the Dodgers and Angels aren't trying to only use like their spring training complexes for the minor leaguers. They also want to use some college fields. So like yeah, the they... Dodgers were using USC. You guys were going to use Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Which, why not Fullerton? I don't know. I, I was thinking that same thing. Like, I was like, they're they much have a nice closer, field. Yeah, much closer than to Fullerton. I don't think they have good amenities like locker room and stuff that's close. Because where the field's at, it's kind of in a weird spot. So, I don't know. I've never been to Long Beach's field. So, no, maybe. I don't know. Once we once opening day happens, it's. I feel the same way about the NBA. I feel the same way about the NFL. Like once it happens, I will be excited. But I'm saving my excitement until then, um, especially because I kind of got like stake in the game with you know needing sports to come back because people's interest in sports is starting to fade. Yeah, um, that does and not I've help. seen that on the number side of things, which is worrisome. Does not help sports writers when there's no sports. And advertising revenue is going down, obviously, because companies aren't spending more on advertising. So it's just a disaster situation. Um, So I don't know. I'm just kind of being pessimistic until I actually see it happen. I'm just excited. I don't care. The thought of universal DHs, extra innings, you get a guy on second. Yeah, a lot of people hate that. I'm Fuck it. I don't understand why. I've seen it in – because I worked with the Quakes for two years. I've seen probably three or four extra inning games, and it's weird, like – because it's like an equal advantage. You know what I mean? Because, like, people It's not are, like football where someone starts with the ball and then if they score, game over. Yeah. Like, you both get the runner on second. Yeah. So, like, I saw plenty of games with the Quakes where, you know, the, the visiting team would bunt the runner over, man on third, one out, score, and then the Quakes would just do the exact same thing. And then it, it does become more of situational hitting, which team can, you know, perform in the situational hitting. You know, it's not an advantage that goes to one team or the other, and I think that's what people don't really understand. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. You go into the top of the 10th, your reliever gives up two fly balls. You could lose the game. Yeah. But you have that same advantage on your side, too. So yes. it's not like, you it's know. It's just situational knowing how to play it. And I, I get it. It's I just think a tradition it, thing. And, uh, again, never in a million years would I be okay with this in regular season. I might be. I don't. Baseball I, games go too long. They do, but I, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it for the regular season. 100% for this short season. They want to get games over with. They want to give any way possible to get runners on. I think they should implement it in some capacity, maybe after 12 innings or something. 
I would be fine with that. Like late, like real yeah. late extra innings. Because there's so many games that go like 16 innings, and then they have like a like I remember the Dodgers had a 16 inning game two years ago, and then they had a morning game, a morning getaway game the next day, and then had to play the following day in L.A. They were in Philly. Fucks things. And up. it was just like yeah, it was like one in the morning Philly time. They had a, well, it was a one o'clock game, but it was a 10 o'clock game for us, and it's like yeah. Like that's when they threw Kike out and the other in the Phillies hit the walk off home run and a bunch <laughs> of Dodger fans were pissed online. It's like guys, they did not care. You're not gonna see any of that this year. They're gonna care. Oh, absolutely. It's like they did not care about this game. <laughs> and I think um when you look at it for like the regular season or whatever, you look at football, at the you know, at the beginning you have to score a touchdown. Yeah. Otherwise then it's like, all right, just a field goal will win it. Yeah. I think putting a runner on second base is a field goal in baseball. Yeah. So you wait, you wait a little longer. I think the 12th inning would be fine in regular season, but for this, nah, just (laughs) fucking go for it. Get weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't know. Again, once, once they're actually out there, I'll be more excited. I'll get to see, hopefully Mookie Betts is a Dodger. Uh, Julio is going to have a nice year. Um, you know who I'm actually slightly thinking is going to be on the up and up this year. Albert Pujols. Yes. Old man cannot handle a marathon. (laughs) And I think 60 games is the perfect amount of games for him. <laughs> I think he's going to be able to go out there and because I think he looks healthy in the beginning of the season. And then about a third of the way through, you see, oh, shit, he's fucking old and he can't do this anymore. Counterpoint. Two things. A, he's either really out of shape right now because it takes a lot more for him to get back yeah, into shape. I don't know about or that. B, he's had to stay in shape this entire time, which is going to have the same effect on him fatigue wise late in the year. Nah. <laughs> Don't get excited about. I don't Pools think that. I'm excited about Albert Pools. I think he's gonna have oh. again. Don't I don't I'm think he's gonna help be great. You. I don't think he's gonna be great. But this is my old man who can't handle a full season is gonna love a 60 game season. Is he gonna get to 400 double plays? I mean, that's the biggest thing. I know MLB posted a thing and I got an alert. It's like these all time sluggers or whatever. Like Mike Trout, Albert Pools are on the cusp of like career milestones, and I was like, double plays, motherfucker. Is that what it was? No. We need it once the season starts on the our Twitter. We need to do like a double play tracker. I, I'm like tag cut four and stuff. See if we can 100%. get see if we can get a uh, traction on that. I'll keep up with that because I'm gonna watch every single one. Like it's not like the regular season. I'm going. It's gonna be NFL Sunday every day of the week. That's I know that part's exciting. Every day of the week, I'm watching the Angels game. I already watch the Dodgers every day. I try to, but I miss some. But no, I'm not missing a single fucking. Well, game. it's harder when your team sucks. So, but again, I won't. I mean. <laughs> We could have a good last 15 games to make playoffs. <laughs> well, if you guys are like 10 and 30 with 20 games left, will you just give up? Oh, of course. <laughs> like of course you do every year? But 10 and 30 is a very, very, very bad record <laughs> yeah, that I don't bad. think – I don't even think the Marlins will do that. Eh, I don't know. If I'm a team that bad, I'm just punting on this season and trying to get like the first overall draft pick. But here's the thing. If you're a team that bad, you know, you just got to get hot. And your team can make some no noise way. and get some fans no way. next season. No way. If I'm the Orioles, I am trying to lose all 60 games. Same with the Marlins. Will a team go 60? No. No. Wouldn't that be incredible? That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I could see a team going like 50, nah, maybe not 50 and 10. That's really good. I think if they know it's a short season and you have your ace out there every fourth game and you're just using your bullpen every fucking chance you get... I don't think it's inconceivable to have crazy win percentages like that because you're playing every game like a playoff game. Yes, it's hard, but if you get hot and you have a talented team, I don't want to like toot the Dodgers horn, 
But if there's a team that's going to do it, it's the Dodgers. I'm Look I'm, at our fucking division. I'm not going to disagree with that. The Diamondbacks were maybe a wild card contender, but the Giants, Rockies, and Padres, like, we're going to play those three teams 30 of our 60 games. Like, and the Mariners. We could win 25 of those. And yeah. the Rangers. Mariners 4-4 and the Angels for 4. I, no, that does not count. We beat your ass. You didn't win a <laughs> single game against us last year. <laughs> Got swept. <laughs> not this year, buddy. And then the A's. I mean, the A's are always good, but I don't know. I'm always. I always think the A's are going to suck. They're a team I always sleep on. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And they'll probably win fucking 39 games out of the 60 and make the playoffs. And I'll still be like, nah, they suck. They never do anything in the playoffs, so maybe they should do something in the playoffs. And then I believe them. Got the Rangers' new warehouse facility. I like their stadium. At least I like it on MLB the show. It looks good on the inside. The outside is terrible. <laughs> The outside looks really, really Are bad. There, is that the meme that's been going around? Like I yes. saw like a Costco warehouse yes, or something? Yes, that's exactly oh. what it is. It's the Arlington's new stadium. It just looks like a sheet metal top. <laughs> it's like a billion-dollar stadium. The inside's fucking beautiful. So, yeah, we didn't talk about it yet, but the games, uh, 60 games, 40 in the division, 10 against each division team, 20 against interleague, but so the AL East plays, or the AL East plays NL East, so on, so on. I yes. can't think of the word for our division. West is the word. That would be the correct word. So then every team in the West, the Dodgers will play four times. I'm assuming they're probably just going to do like one series. I don't know if they're going to split it up two and two and have them travel. I, I think that would be stupid. I think it just do one series, limit traveling. See, one series, they're going to have to pick a home ballpark. Are they going to do two games where one team is technically home and two games where the other team's technically home, just to be fair? Maybe I could like see them home doing at a different ballpark. So, like, the Rockies yeah, would have there's a no home fans game at Dodger Stadium. Well, the division games you could operate a little differently, you know, because you could So, the series. Angels would have a home yeah, game at, at Dodger Stadium? Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be – I don't think that's a bad idea, especially if no one else is there rooting you on. It's not like there is an advantage. It's a neutral yeah. playing side at that point. It's going to be weird seeing baseball. They they should let the families in. Well, that might be a coronavirus hotspot, but I don't know. If they – so, if they let – okay, they let fans in the games. Yeah. You have to get your temperature checked. You have to wear a mask the whole time. And they're spacing people out every, like, two seats. And you have to sign a waiver saying if you get coronavirus, you cannot sue the Angels, blah, blah, blah. Would you go to a game? I would want to say no. I would go. But I'm not ashamed. A million percent would. I'm not ashamed. The good, I want to be a good citizen in me would say no. The holy shit baseball in me would say absolutely. I mean, if they do it right, could it be safe? I think, I think it could. They're it, opening fucking casinos. Yeah. I went to a casino. I'm ashamed, but I did it. Yeah. I think if you spread out an open air stadium, it's a lot safer than a closed. Yeah, I mean they casino. did a freaking Trump rally at eight thousand yes, people, did. and that was allowed. How was that was, allowed? I think how it was, was that only legal? Six thousousand. Whatever. How was that? Give him credit. How was that legal? No fucking clue. I think it was in an area where they're already in reopening phases. But I thought like everywhere, it it's like, like no gatherings over fifty people. I think in certain areas, they didn't even really fucking change anything in, like, the middle of the country. I think it was Toledo. Tulsa. Tulsa. I would do it. I probably would, too. I mean, they would have to do things, too, though. Like, they would have to let people out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when the game was over, they'd have to be like, all right, now this section gets out. Now this section gets out. That way you're not, like, shoulder to shoulder. And keep it, like, minor state, like minor league stadium attendance in a major league 5, ballpark. 000. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, there's no, everyone way, to there's wear no way they do it, but. Well, because of the laws. I think yeah. if there was no laws in place, they absolutely. Maybe for the playoffs. Maybe if shit's looking better about the playoffs come around. 
Yeah. They could sell fucking sell playoff and tickets they like could, that. You know, because one of the concerns could be about the fan or the, the players getting it. You could, you know, tarp off the first X amount yep. of rows. The NFL just agreed to that today in a meeting with the owners that they're going to tarp off the first, like, X, even if they can have fans by then, they're going to tarp off first four rows and then put, like, sponsors on that. Baseball could do the same thing. I would totally do it, bro. Yep. I'm, I'm ashamed that I'm admitting it, but I would totally go to a game. I agree. I mean, movie theaters. It's yeah, like movie the theaters same are shit. Up. A movie theater is I'm, an indoor baseball they are, stadium. They're, no, they're not. They're uh, Oh, yeah, indoor. It's yeah. much worse. They're <laughs> indoor. It's closed. If you're an open-air stadium at night. We should start a petition. I don't want to do that. Well, we're we're going to get canceled. Look, man. I will go under an alias and start it. Why would we get canceled? Because. Everyone there is making... No one's forcing them to go. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. I, I just... I, you have fun with that. Obviously, people I'll are going to be co-host. stupid. I don't have anyone at risk in my household. I would wear a mask. I would stay more than six feet away from anyone. I'll text you. You'll still have a creative influence on this, but me and Ben are going to have a great time hosting this podcast. Everyone has to take their temperature. You know what they need to develop? What? They should develop a test that tells you right away. I agree. <laughs> Let's start a petition for that. Just right away. You take a coronavirus test right away, and you're like, nope, you're gone. Sorry. Yeah. Can't do it. You got to take it at the gates of the stadium. They give you the swab. You swab yourself in the car. It's like a pregnancy test, and you show them, and you go or not. They scan your forehead. Just boop. I don't know the technology, but if we get to that point, we could probably stop coronavirus. If people could just get test results right away and test themselves. And then you just bully the shit out of anyone who has it. <laughs> Expert analysis by Jason. If we get testing that tells you the results right away and you can just get at home, we'll stop the coronavirus. Absolutely. A fucking genius. It's incredible. <laughs> Did they ever agree to sell advertisements on the jerseys for this year? I don't know. I know that's something we talked about with Ben, but... Because I was thinking... Hear me out. Astros embrace the villain role. Those lucky bastards don't have to play in front of fans. Get into contact with the porn industry bang bros and have bang bros on their jerseys and just commit to it. See, I don't think baseball would allow a porn agency to sponsor one of their teams. Why not? (laughs) Trying to maintain that family image tie. They they didn't allow them to fucking cheat and bang on trash cans, but that's (laughs) what happened. They're the bang bros now. How about just like I think there is like marketing opportunity there for like Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman. Yeah, probably. They could probably do a porn video and make a lot of money. I don't think they want I think anyone famous can do a porn video and make a lot of money. But I think they specifically <laughs> and I think it honestly would do a little bit of credit for them. I think if they just committed it and did a bang bro video, I think fans would be like, That's kinda of funny. Would you watch it? I mean, I'd click on it. <laughs> I'd keep my shorts on, but I'd click on it. Okay, Ty. Michael Keaton is back. Michael Keaton is back as Batman. Can you explain this to me? Because you were trying to explain to me earlier. My brain kind of hurt. Okay. So, Ben Affleck is no longer Batman for the DCEU. Correct. The Flash movie is going to be MCU multiverse, but with DC, I believe. I think it's called DC? Flashpoint. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. Got it. Now, there's the multiverse. A DCU multiverse. Yes. And A so, DC-verse. I think there's other realities and stuff. And so Michael Keaton is going to be playing Batman from his Batman movies. So is that confirmed? Is it going to be the same character? I mean, obviously Batman is Batman, but are they going to like... I think so. Not like he's Batman, but it's a different reality. It Like they make a reference to his movie. I you would, know what I mean? I mean, I, 
I don't know because he's going to be from a different reality. Okay. But he's going to play a Nick Fury type role where he's too old to actually be out there being Batman. However, he's still a rich billionaire superhero. So I think he's going to kind of lead the team and finance them. Well, that's kind of what like Affleck kind of was doing. He got them that together whole leadership and like, letting, thing. Yeah. yeah. But he was still in the thick of things actually fighting alongside yeah. him. I don't think they're going to have uh, Keaton doing any of that. Yeah. I do wonder if they're going to use that terrible 90s bat outfit, though. Because that would be pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't understand this. How are they going to explain fucking Ben Affleck? Dead? Did they? I think he Batman got, died. He got thrown into a different reality. The reality's got fucked up. This is your Batman now. And then they have the Robert Pattinson movie coming out like next year, two years. Just completely unrelated, just like the Joker movie. That's fucking. They confuse me, man. I think they've just kind of saturated the market with Batman at this point. Yeah, because it's just Batman after fucking Batman after Batman. And it's like, and it's like different guys every time. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at, like, the original, like, the four, like, uh, Joel Schumacher and Tim Burton Batmans. Yeah. And it was Keaton, Keaton, and then Val Kilmer, and then George Clooney. And, like, all of those were kind of related. They had three different dudes playing Batman, though. Well, I didn't know those were all connected. Like, are they all in the same I universe? I mean, the Alfred is all the same for all of them. Hmm. And I think, like, other people. I think Robin's the same in the Kilmer and Clooney ones. So, I mean, they can just recast. I mean, the Hulk movie is technically in the MCU. They just recasted him. Yeah, but this isn't just recasting. This is like pulling him out of reality and then also doing another Batman movie on top of that. Yes. Which is just going to confuse people. It will. The the thing that makes the MCU so great is you have the comic book fans, but then you get the casuals. That's what makes it so much money is the casuals. There's there's comic book nerds, but there's not enough comic book nerds in the world to make it sell two point whatever billion dollars. It's the casuals, too. It is. I wasn't a comic book nerd. I was a casual. And DC, EU, is just confusing me as a DC casual. I agree. I'm interested to see Michael Keaton because we are very pro-Michael Keaton podcast. Yes, we are. Um, But it is confusing. So, Pattinson, are they going to tie that to the Joker movie at all, maybe? Different? I think his is just, I think they did. Future Batman that after what happened in the Joker movie? I think they did the Joker movie. And that's its own thing. I think they're doing the Batman movie, and that's its own thing. And then they have their main DCEU. Or they tie Pattinson into the Joker one and say that that was him as a kid. They could. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but they could do it. Oh. Just make one of them animated like they did with Into the Spider-Verse, and then I won't be so confused. Or maybe they just make the animated movie to explain everything. And they got Lego Batman. They do. They have Will so Arnett. many fucking Batmans. A lot of fucking Batmans. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. You gotta accept it. Oh, man. I I mean, it makes sense. Like, for their DCEU, they need to probably do it without Superman and Batman. Just because, I don't know, they just, it just hasn't worked. So I think the issue is those are their most popular. Yeah, that is the problem. Superheroes. However, when you look at those superheroes, they could not be more different trying to put them in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> one is a literal god who, like, nothing can kill. The other one has zero superpowers and just has gadgets and is smart. It is so hard finding a middle ground for them. And look what happened to Justice League. It's impossible. You get a Superman villain. Yeah. Batman can't do shit. And then you look at, like, if the Superman tried to fight Penguin. You just fuck him up. It should be over. It should be over immediately. <laughs> so how do you get them to work in a thing 
and it actually balance out, you know? Look at Superman and Penguin. <laughs> and just be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And it's over. It's just over like that. <laughs> so I think this is their best route for, I, I'm sure they find ways to make it work in the comic books and shit like that. But I think for live action, for general yeah. audiences, they have to find a different way to achieve this. They should have just killed Superman. Like they did their whole fake death thing. They should just killed him. That would have made me reinvest. I'm like, anything can happen in this DCEU. Fucking Superman died. Yeah. And crazy. then bring him back like 10 movies later. I completely forgot. This is even on our outline. Did you hear there? there's a rumor going around that uh, in the Snyder Cut, Ryan Reynolds is going to show up as Green Lantern again? No way. Legitimate rumor. Because the Green Lanterns are in Justice League. Just as like a small little cameo? Like a joke cameo? I don't know. I don't fucking know. That'd be funny. I'd be insane. Ryan Reynolds, Snyder Cut. Because in the Justice League, there's a scene of like, oh, the original, like the mother boxes or whatever. And it's like, oh, we try to defend them. And there's a couple of like the different Green Lantern Corps people Mm -hmm. who show up. And like, there's very obviously Green Lanterns on screen. I'm thinking we might get a cameo. Ryan Reynolds. So this is on Cosmic Book News. I don't know how true this is. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is said to be confirmed back as Green Lantern for the Snyder Cut of Justice League movie coming to HBO Max. I don't know if he's going to do projects in the future. I know their HBO is working on a Green Lantern TV show. Now that I've heard it from a second source, it seems the word is indeed getting out. And so I can confirm the Snyder Cut cameo I've been teasing is indeed Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. I'm hearing Warner Brothers is working on putting the deal together now to make it official. So I wonder if he has to film yes. stuff. No, they're filming things for the Snyder Cut. Which, at that point, that's not the movie he was trying to make. This is a new movie you are now making. Yeah. What? This is not the, the Snyder Cut version. This is a, hey, we did some shit wrong. Let's change it. Which, I mean, if it's entertaining, I'll still watch it. But. I'll go. Yeah, if, if Ryan Reynolds is in it, why not? I think that would be pretty fucking cool. What if they re- like, 100% a Deadpool joke. Well, maybe not 100%. I, I think Deadpool, you very easily can do a Green Lantern joke like they did. I don't know if you can do a Deadpool joke with Green Lantern though. I don't know Ryan Reynolds though. That might be that might be one of his like requirements. What a heel turn though to go from shooting yourself in the head, reading the script of Green Lantern, <laughs> to going back and filming more scenes as Green Lantern. <laughs> All time money talks. Yeah, it has to be something small though. It's probably there's, not. Yeah, there's no way he's got to be going to be doing like future projects. That'd be insane. What if they just do the Snyder Cut and they literally just like kill Batman and Superman and that's how they explain there being a new Batman? The Snyder like they're cut. using the Snyder Cut to propel. <laughs> I don't know. Because like in Aquaman, they don't really mention Batman or Superman, do they? I think there's a couple of things. Well, but then in fucking, what's it called? Shazam, they have Superman at the end. And he has a battering on like his desk or whatever. Yeah, but you could still be like Batman died and we just have a battering. Yeah. No, Superman is very much in that movie, though. Can't see his face, but he's there. They fucked the DCU up. I'm also surprised because Michael Keaton is now in the MCU as Vulture. Yes. In the MCU slash Sony hybrid because he was going to be in Morbius and probably future movies as they were setting up a Sinister Six, which probably was going to be on the Sony side of things, right? Is that what we were talking about? Oh, absolutely. Definitely is going to be Sony. And now in... The Venomverse. And now in the DC EU, after being already in a DC movie in the past. So he's pretty much in like all the superhero movies ever. So all I'm hearing is 
Sweet King Michael Prince is getting fucking paid. <laughs> Sweet King Michael Prince? What? Did I say Prince? Yeah. Michael Keaton. Getting fucking paid. Uh, and you put on an outline here. He likes dressing as a flying creature. Yes, he does. Birdman. Batman. Vulture. Uh, Dumbo. He's not He's Dumbo. in Dumbo. Dumbo flies. <laughs> Wait, is he just in movies about things that fly? Does Michael Keaton have a flying fetish? I'm... I wouldn't be opposed to starting that. He's rumor. in cars. He is they, in cars. They don't fly, which we just found out before this podcast that he's in cars. He's Chick, whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a villain. Um, the founder. I mean, French McDonald's fries. is flying above everybody. French fri- flies. Profits are flying. <laughs> he's in Minions, I guess. What? He's in RoboCop? And Need for Speed? I've never seen Need for Speed. He just announces. The other guys? Uh, Police Chief. Vin, not Vin Diesel, The Rock, Sam Jackson, and The Rock try to fly. <laughs> um, Herbie Fully Loaded, that's a good movie. <laughs> Don't think I've ever seen it. Riley, Riley, like mentioned something happened where Riley was mentioned in that movie, and I called it. Uh, I didn't call it Herbie Fully Loaded. I said uh, Kirby with a Chance or something. It's <laughs> like, oh, that movie Kirby with a Chance, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like the movie about like. The Racing Beetle. And she's like, Herbie fully loaded? I was like, oh. So you combine Kirby, the pink, smushy <laughs> Nintendo character, with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I think it was maybe Sunny with a Chance is what I was combining okay, with. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I hate that movie. You couldn't pay me to watch that movie. Really? Okay, so. I remember enjoying it. So I went a lot of pla- Not a lot of places, but like we- I'd always go to that one water park with Sebastian. That one, like, one or two summers. The Glen Helen water park, that small little one. I think okay. you went with yeah, us yeah. one time. No, I've been there. That was, like, the only movie Maria had to watch in her van. So oh, every no. single time we went. And it would just restart every time. So I've seen the first, like, 45 minutes of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 25 times. That's tough. Yeah. I, that'll get you. I'm never getting a, a car with a TV in it for my children. I do not want to listen slash watch the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but you'll give in. I'll give headphones. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we have iPhones now that you can just fucking watch shit on that. I'm convinced that my kid's not going to be a phonaholic. But oh, I feel like every parent man, says that. Okay. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I say that, but then when Jameson wants my phone, I just hand it over to him like, no. No, nothing. Just give it to him. Fuck it. It's not my kid, though. It's not. Speaking of kids, though, Ty. Are we doing this? You got anything else to say about Michael Keaton? I don't. I think Artemis Fowl would have been a better movie if Michael Keaton was in it. That's what I have to say. Yeah, probably. Michael Keaton. Dumbo was fucking awful. <laughs> and Michael Keaton was good. He was the only good part about that movie. Him and Danny DeVito. Just because, oh, I love Danny DeVito. That was Batman and the Penguin in a Dumbo movie. Danny DeVito was the Penguin? Yeah. That's so perfect. <laughs> perfect fucking casting. <laughs> Artemis Fowl. The story of... Artemis Fowl. A genius kid... Whose dad goes missing, and he just nonchalantly brings him back. Super genius. And the whole movie takes place in one place. Off a book. Now streaming on Disney+. Plus. This was supposed to release in 2019. Got pushed back to this year. And then they probably realized it was shit. And they released it on Disney+. Plus. It was a, yeah, theatrical release. Supposed to be in theaters. And I'm happy that they did this. And I'm happy they also just let it go to Disney+, Plus, not like pay $20. Because I probably would have went and seen it in the movie theater, and I probably would have paid whatever to see it. If they would have been like, hey, you could pay it or wait a week, and it'll be like they did with Onward. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. done that. But 
because it's a Disney movie, it's a big box office movie. It would have made probably half a billion dollars just because it's Disney and it's a book series. I'm just happy none of that happened because it would have been the most, the biggest waste of money in my entire life. And I've gambled a lot of money away. I think Disney definitely saved, uh, kind of covered their asses from getting a lot of public scrutiny Yeah, by just like, hey, we're just going to hide this on streaming. Go ahead and watch it if you want. If not, it's cool. I do wonder if I did see it in the theaters, I still would have thought it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Would I have thought it was slightly less terrible just because I was at the movies? Because I feel like just going to the movies instantly might add one or two points to my movie scale. And fuck, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't fall asleep in movie theaters, so I would have watched it in one try. <laughs> Um, that would have been cool. I saw a movie that a lot of people were comparing this to was uh, Wrinkle in Time from 2018. I've never seen it, but I know that was a fucking terrible um, movie. I thought it was... like I've heard it was terrible. I've never seen it. I thought it was okay. Like It wasn't good. I wouldn't recommend it. It would be in my don't watch again, but don't condemn category. Okay. Probably give it like a 9 out of 10 enjoyment, but I definitely thought it was much better than this. I, uh, Wrinkle in Time at least keep me kept me awake. Yeah. So Riley passed out on the couch when we watched it. I was dozing and had to force myself to like stand up and like walk around and watch it standing up for like five minutes and then sit back down. I completely fell asleep first time. Wasn't going to finish it and come in here with two thirds of it. Decided to power through the end and nearly fell asleep again and had to force myself to stay awake for the last like 15 minutes. And the hilarious part is it was only like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, no, it's not a long movie. It's like the runtime was like an hour and 35 on on disney plus but that was with like 10 minutes of credits yep so yeah hour 55 no way it was not that long it said like hour and a half on disney plus i I thought i fell asleep i thought it was shorter but i did watch it in two pieces it didn't seem like it was that long i think it was like an hour and a half maybe i don't know you want to get into the movie scale ty let's do it um spoilers heavy spoilers but Honestly, you're fine. Don't worry. Um, so, in honor of you laying down the law and your enjoyment category, yeah, I spent some time, Jay, did it for each category, so I can have accurate, consistent ratings. Good. And uh, the only thing I really have that for is characters breaking it down, main character, side character. But I mean, I take notes on every category, so I feel like my scale will stay. I I usually do too, but now I got it written down. I got what each number carry, like what the you know what it should represent. Okay. So I can stay consistent. Okay. Um, for plot slash story, Jay. Okay. I give it a five. I also gave it a five. I accidentally saw your score earlier because I clicked on the document that you shared. So I already know what you gave everything. Well, okay. I know what the final score was. That's fine. I also gave it a five, though. Okay. Um, what I have no idea what the fuck was going on most <laughs> of the time. Okay. Yeah. There was no. I. I there was a resolution, but it, like I. Okay. The most nonchalant resolution ever. Yeah. Ever. And this entire movie, like, this is a standalone movie that was just a prequel. All this movie was was setting up for another movie. Yes, exactly. The main villain of this movie, you don't even know who the fuck it is. Yeah. The main villain, you don't know who the villain is. And it's to set up for the next movie to figure that out. And, like, I guess it's based off a book, but, like. Well, I, I, I got some notes for you. Please, please continue because uh, there's a lot I want to say. Before I get into it, this is a good movie that just popped up on my Google as they are related. Miss Peregrine's in the Home of Peculiar Children. Came out in 2016. I See, like that movie. That was a good movie. Okay, back to Artemis Fowl. I just, it's hard to even keep talking about it because I get so bored just talking about it. I get run off on these tangents. 
Um, everything was extremely rushed in the beginning. Yeah. Extremely rushed. I noticed they were using prolonged far too long. And this is what made the movie boring. I think at least in the beginning, it's what, cause movies, you got to catch the attention, you know, and then maybe you can get through like a 10 minute boring spell because you caught the attention early. Did not catch your attention early because they would use these prolonged monologues by fucking Josh Gad to explain like a shit ton of stuff that I'm assuming would be explained in 20, 30 pages in the book. Yep. It would just be like, here's like fucking two minutes straight. At least it felt like that of Josh Gad just talking. Yep. And then long ass conversations between Artemis Fowl and his dad that were trying to do the same thing where it was just like all they were pretty much talking about was their backstory just so they could explain it. Um, and and it they could have showed super it super rushed. It there's, was, there's a better way to do that. It was super rushed, but like boring and slow at the same time. Well, it was just a, it was just a fucking dialogue dump. Yeah. It was just, here's a fuck ton of information. Good luck. Hope you can keep it down. Um, because of that, the whole back end of this movie, it was just rushed. There was no emotion. They had that little death scene where the black guy almost dies. I've never felt less sad in my life. So apparently he got smashed by the fucking giant. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, cut to, he's not under the giant anymore and he's perfectly fine. And we're going to set him down in a chair. And he's dying, but he has no visible wounds. But he was just smashed to death. <laughs> like, What? And then the fairy gets her power back for whatever reason. Yeah. They gave her her power back. Why? We can give her her magic to save her. What the fuck do you mean save her? The giant's dead. She's fine. And again, if there is a reason for it, the movie doesn't fucking explain that good enough for me to know why. Um, I left this movie thinking, what just happened? I kind of already forgot, like, everything that happened in this movie. (laughs) Like, it was so bad, dude. It was terrible. Um, And you kind of talked about it like a prequel. And this is how I thought... Of the whole movie, like as a whole, it felt like one episode of a TV series. Yes. It felt like, like one episode of like a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. If this was one episode in a TV series, I might be able to stomach it a little more and maybe stay around for a second episode. Granted it not being an hour and 55 minutes. Maybe this is two episodes in a TV series, whatever. They kind of split it up, do a 45 minute thing. I don't know if I would stick around for that long. But I would def it wouldn't be as bad. I agree, hundred percent. Um, but that's what it felt like. It felt like a Netflix TV show that they tried making into a movie. Yeah, they were. It was a perfect. This is what I wrote. Perfect example of get through the first one so we can create a franchise. Yeah. Little do they know they just got a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes because you didn't fucking focus on the movie you're trying to make. <laughs> just make the movie first before you plan on wasting money on a sequel. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Fuck. Sorry. Oh. What just happened? Now the mic's all Tyler. We're good. At the cord. My bad. That's going to uh, hurt someone's ears. I apologize. Um, apparently, so, damn, so this movie became filming March 2018. Apparently, this is based off of, is this true? Oh, maybe not. I thought this was based off of two books. I read something that this was based off two books, but it looks like it might just be based off of one book. Artemis Fowl sure. 2020, based on the first two books and so, author, yeah, two books. wildly popular children fantasy series. So they combined two books, and that's why everything was so fucking rushed. Because the first book by itself was probably just a setup. Where did these books cut off? Where in the movie could you see a point where there wasn't enough for one climax, let alone two? Yeah, I don't How is this two books? Like, you look at a movie like Percy Jackson, which I fucking hate with all my guts because I love those books. And that's like, okay, so this Wikipedia runtime, 95 minutes. Um, you know, that's around the same runtime. And they left so much shit out still with just one book. How yeah. do you combine two books and still feel like nothing happened? I, and apparently these books are good. 
Yeah. Like, people like these books. They're compared to, like, Harry Potter type shit. Like, just magical worlds where you enjoy it. Yeah. I. It was terrible. I was lost. There was way too much, and I just didn't understand any of it. It was boring and rushed and had too much going on, and I was still bored all at the same time. And I don't know how you do that. And I don't know why I even gave it a five. That might even be too high. The more I talk about it, the less I want to give it. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you on this more. <laughs> I'm like, why did I give it a five? <laughs> um, Whatever. I... Visuals and cinematography, Ty. Visuals and cinematography, I gave it an eight. See, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Um, what'd you give it? I gave it a 12. Okay. So, my thing was, this is a theatrical released Disney movie. Yeah. It ended up on streaming, but let's not pretend this is a Disney Channel movie. No, yeah, absolutely. The CGI looked like the early 2000s to me for I the characters flying around. For Josh Gad looking all rub- rubbery and shit when he like unlocked his jaw. That was jaw intentional. There's so many better ways to do it. The giant didn't look good. And the costume design... Looked like a Halloween costume on all the elves. <laughs> they looked so bad. I didn't think the, the CGI and all that was that bad. I don't think it was good. Like, I, it didn't stand out. I wasn't like, wow, look at that. But I didn't see anything. I was like, that sucks. I, I think if you actually, like, rewatch it. And again, it looks like good CGI for 2004. <laughs> I don't know, Ty. It was not incredible. But it absolutely, if you're looking for it, it did not look good. Eight, I'm only taking, again, ten is the baseline. I'm only taking away two points. So don't get me wrong, it's not like what the fuck. Yeah. But this is a theatrical released Disney movie that the budget was a hundred and twenty-five million dollars. And they didn't have that many big name actors. They had one big name actor. They had Colin Farrell, who had like four lines. <laughs> yeah. Um the chick is Judy Dench, the uh, commander of the elves. Yeah. She's like an Oscar winning, well respected act- actress. Her last two movies were yeah. Cat and Artem- Cats and Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Um, that's brutal. So they had to have just paid them and had no money for anything else. Maybe your TV just doesn't have good graphics. 4K. 4K <laughs> TV. Grand fucking new. Um, the one positive thing I wrote down was uh, there was one scene in particular where I thought they filmed it a little bit cool. And that was like the mini fight scene I guess they had when the elves first showed up. And him and the black guy stood on the patio and they had the gun. They had, like, a cool, like, shot where he shot an arrow and the camera, like, kind of, like, followed the arrow up or something like that. Okay. I was like, that was kind of cool. Even, that was the only positive part I had. Even that I didn't really like, though. I was like, how are they just standing there not getting fucked up by this army of fucking elves <laughs> just all flying well, around that, them? That has to do with plot. I'm just looking at the visual side of it. Okay. That's fine. I liked they went underground and showed, like, the, the world of the fairies or whatever. Yeah. I thought that looked okay. Um, in terms of, like, not CGI, but just, like, like well, well, the CGI looked good. But the other scene um, when the giants introduced and, like, they stopped time for everyone else, yeah. that kind of was cool. Yeah. So, again, not – it's an eight. I forgot that even happened. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they had an opportunity, though, to create something franchisable and something like an actual universe you could build off of. You know what I mean? Like, if they did it right. In terms yeah. of, like, the elf world, like, create another Hogwarts or another uh, Pandora or something like that if they did it right. And they didn't. And I agree. Yeah, I still gave it a 12, though, because there was a lot of CGI, and to me, it wasn't bad, so I gave it a 12. I mean, I think it was not as good, but that's fine. That's the difference of score there. Key elements, Jason. I gave it a 1. I don't know if I'm allowed to give zeros, but 1 is the lowest I'm going. Okay. I gave it a 6. <laughs> Take me through what your thing in here is. Um, A, there was 
several scenes they were trying to be funny, and you could just tell when a movie's trying to be funny. No, I didn't laugh a single time. It just didn't hit. I don't think kids would laugh. It was just dumb. I agree. Um, B, again, no no emotion at all. Whether it's losing his dad or the guy dying, like there was just they didn't hit the emotion at all. They didn't build this um, beautiful world and franchise thing like they were trying to do. And see, this is something that I personally am not I, – I can't tell you myself, but I've done a lot of online reading about this movie because this movie honestly fascinates me because it's <laughs> I, I so weird. I agree with that. It's so weird because it doesn't feel like a movie. I just – I've done a lot of reading, and apparently they didn't follow the books like at all. Like it's not oh, even really? like – It's not even like a they left a few things out. Like obviously they're following the same baseline story. But from what I've read, a lot of people are like, it sounds like the people who wrote this script didn't read the book. Like, apparently in the books, Artemis Fowl is like this kind of like little dickhead, I think it said. Um, like a little like mischievous like dickhead, like more than he is now. And like, it's just, I guess it's like completely different than what it actually was supposed to be. So for that reason, even though I haven't read the books, I gave it a one. You're offended. As someone, the book's better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. You're giving it a one. I respect that. I don't think any of the comedy landed. I don't think any of the like emotional scenes landed. For my key elements, I broke down the second tier as identifiable ele- like identifiable elements, but poor execution. They introduced fairies. There was a dude with fucking bottom half of a horse. They had like the yeah. time freeze. There was a giant. There's magic. They introduced stuff. It was there. Josh Gad's character was there. They had this magical relic thing. I think they had all the elements. They just all fucking sucked. <laughs> but in terms of key elements, I think they introduced this magical world. Yeah. And they did do that. It was just a terrible execution of it. It's not like I was like, I don't know what's going on. Is this real? Is this fake? Like, that was my thought process. Yeah. No, don't, don't get me wrong. Comedy was fucking terrible. I didn't <laughs> laugh a single time. It was bad. The butler like, oh, did I cry? Like, what? After you die? Like, well, fucking yeah. You, uh. <laughs> it was terrible. I hate this movie. I hate this movie so much. Yeah. Yeah. Characters. All right. So I break it down uh, 10 points for the main character, 10 points for the side characters. Uh, I gave this a 5 out of 10, uh, 2.5 out of 10 for both the main character and the side characters, Ty. I give it a 2 out of 20. Oh, or 5 out of 20. I think it said 5 out of 10. Uh, Why you gave it even less? Artemis Fowl is a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know how you think introducing a character and having him be like, oh, Artemis, you don't respect anyone. He was like, well, I respected Albert Einstein. He was right most of the time. <laughs> I wanted to punch him in the fucking face. Well, maybe that – maybe he was – okay, so maybe he wasn't supposed to be a big of a dick. Something was wrong with his character. I, I'll, that's all I know. He was just the, the most smug little piece of shit. See, I gave it I gave him two and a half points because I think that's what they were trying to lean into. He's the main character. I don't I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want him punch the main character in the fucking face. His tie true. was so thin. <laughs> Get a regular fucking tie, dude. He's got a shoelace around his fucking neck and he's just wearing those stupid sunglasses. And I, I cannot tell you how much I hated this character, Jason. Was it an annoying character? I hated him so, so much. <laughs> I gave it two points. One is the bare minimum. The worst a score movie can get for me is five, because by making a movie, you get one point for each of these. Okay. <laughs> it got one point for the side character, the elf chick, the girl, and her wanting to redeem shit for her dad. This okay. is the only character building, your depth, whatever. 
Josh Gad was fucking annoying. Yeah. He just his shits. His narrating, too, was just stupid. Weird he just, move. He just eats dirt and shits it out his ass. His uh, accent was very inconsistent. I noticed points where he sounded different. Yeah, there was like, points I thought where I was he, tripping. He sounded like Olaf, and then he had his dark, oh, I'm a, I'm a gnome <laughs> thing. And then, it was, and then it was Olaf, high-pitched. He was terrible. This movie would have been so much better if the dad was the main character. The dad yeah. seemed interesting. Yeah. I would have followed that around, but no, he gets four fucking lines, <laughs> and he's tied up in some fucking magical fairy BDSM fucking chamber <laughs> by some villain who just, you don't get to know who the villain is. Set up for the next movie, Ty. I just, unbelievable. Yeah. I hated every character. So I gave him a two and a half because he did play the role of a snarky kid decently, um, which I think is what they were trying to do, and it pissed you off a lot, so obviously it succeeded. Um, ticked points off because apparently did not follow the book's description and uh, also ticked points off because it was just so boring I wrote um, I didn't like how he was a genius you know what I mean and they're like oh he's a super genius whatever he's smarter than everyone in the world whatever but it's like there was like no problem solving you know what I mean like Josh Gad was like well he wanted to do this and it was like oh you wanted to, the fairies to come like that's not fucking complex like you know shit your dad already told you yeah like you know about this because someone told you this so you didn't figure this shit out like if he's such a fucking genius why couldn't he find that fucking safe why do you need a fucking little troll guy yeah, to find the it? troll shows up and gets it. like dude it's in your fucking house you live there <laughs> apparently your dad tells you all these random shit like he probably dropped clues someone else found the main thing in this fucking story yeah um side characters two and a half out of ten uh i like colin farrell so i added a point and a half just for casting him i'm fine with that i enjoy colin farrell too <laughs> i would have loved this movie if he was the main character um and then i added a point because uh i like i thought the general did what the judy whatever her name is is that her name judy um judy dench i thought she tried her best yes it seemed like she was the only one who like cared <laughs> this movie i hated her about character. acting um really she was so serious and like she, like she took it too serious well, it was like dude this is not this is not the movie for the like she just seems so out of place to me i think that's the rest of the characters sucking I think um, everyone sucked. And they needed to add depth to the... I, I wrote, uh, did nothing to add depth to the characters. They tried to do that with the fairy about her dad and everything, but it didn't really, like... And that's why I gave much. one point for that. Because, hey, they at least tried adding depth. Yeah. No one else had anything. Yeah. It was bad. Enjoyment, Ty. It's the hardest one I've ever given. And I made a new scale so I can be more accurate and not just give out 20s. Zeros or, or ze- 20s? Yes, not... It, and this absolutely earned every bit of the one. <laughs> uh, I gave it a four. Um, so my scale, one through five, is absolutely hated it. Bored, confused, unappealing. Mm. Um, I hated it. I was bored. I will say I feel like there is a movie out there that I could actively hate more than this one. Like, this movie was boring, but I wasn't sitting there like, you know, and it seems like you might have been doing it more than me, like questioning everything they did and everything. I was just kind of bored. I was like, this is a kid's movie that is a bad movie. Whereas I feel like there is a movie out there where I'm like, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? You know, that sounds like our difference in the main character there because I <laughs> fucking hated him. I you you could not pay me to watch this movie again. It would have to be a substantial amount of money. Yeah, me too. Probably. It is atrocious. It is boring. It's confusing. And I fucking hate the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> is whoever played Artemis Fowl 
he's never you're never gonna like him as an actor again any movie he's zero percent you're instantly gonna hate that character he's yes. gonna have like he's gonna need a uh, a career saving role for you just to embrace him again oh yeah no he's gonna have to get picked up by the mcu to where i'm forced to like him freda Sh- Ferdia shaw this is his first yeah, i'm sorry movie. I'm, I'm sure he's a great kid but i fucking hated him in this movie i never i didn't notice how fucking thin his tie was it is really thin it's so thin it's the thinnest tie i've ever seen Oh my god, this... Do you think I would... I don't know if I would have liked this movie as a kid. No, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so boring. Because, like... Like, what kid is going to sit through there and just watch... Listen to oh, all wow. that dialogue dump? So, I was just thinking of, like, what's a movie I loved as a kid that might have been a bad movie? Spy Kids? 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. What the fuck? I thought that'd be, like, a 40%er. Do a... Do a... Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, my sister loved that one. I liked fucking it, too. George though. Lopez. Shark boy, his fucking big ass head. Nineteen uh, percent. Okay, I I like that movie. As but kid, I feel though. like there there's levels. Like there's bad movies that are entertaining. That movie at least I felt like something happened. Yes, this movie is nothing. It's a whole lot of stuff that results in nothing. It's an adventure movie where they have to like. This is the type of movie where you go on a quest and we have to get this item to save them. The fucking items in your house where you start the movie. I bet you in the books, it's probably like this big old long drawn out thing. And you're like, where the, what, what was it called? I don't even remember. I don't even care. <laughs> Come on now. Where is this fucking, this fairy thing, you know, big adventure. Maybe already, maybe they do travel somewhere. Artemis trying to figure it out. And then the end of the second book, it's like plot twist. It's been in his house the whole time. And as reading it, you're like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Did not translate to this movie no. at all. They never left the house. Where else would it be? <laughs> you get in two thirds through the movie and he's never left the house. The fucking thing he's looking for is probably there. God damn, dude. My total score, Jason, is a 22 out of 100. Mine's a 27. So that's a 24.5. 24.5. The previous worst is 63. Three times greater than this was Stuber. This movie, Stuber is 100 times better than this movie. It's I would watch Stuber 20 times on repeat back to back before I'd watch this movie again once. You gave it a 27? Yeah. Yeah. I, and that was only held up by me giving it a decent score in visual cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, this easily could have been the 10s for me. Yeah. I, I'm shocked it was in the 20s. But realistically, because I, I the way it'd be in like the 30s. I think if I had to like just legitimately rate, rate the movie, it's in like the 10s. Yeah. However, the way our scale works and the way we give credit for each part of the movie, it got a lot of points for visual cinematography. Yeah, and that's it, dude. This movie sucked. <laughs> this movie I told you it was miserable, and you're like, "Oh, probably not that bad." And then you watched well, it because I was trying to go into it optimistic because I didn't want to. I that's what I don't like doing is going into movies that people say are bad and then hating it because of that, mm-hmm. wanting to hate it. I went into it really trying to like it. I had my popcorn ready. I was like nice and cozy in my spot, and I just. I watched fucking Bedtime Stories like two days before that. 30 times better. And Bedtime Stories isn't even that good of a movie. No. I love Bedtime Stories though. And like there's movies that are so bad they're good. This is not that. This is just a miserable to watch movie. You said this was the worst movie you've ever seen. I think this is my least enjoyable movie. this is movie. the most boring movie I've ever seen. I don't know about worst. And I'm dead serious. It is. There's nothing. 
this movie is nothing. Because, like, if the movie is even worse than this, I'll probably get some chuckles out of laughing at how bad it is. This is the – that will get it points for me. Well, yeah, it, it it hits the the bad part of, like, not trying to be too serious because it is a kid's movie, but, like, it was trying to be a good movie. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You're not trying to be too serious, but then the fucking Judy Dench character is just the most overly serious fairy <laughs> of all fucking time. I think that was her role, though. But so I'm like, they're, they're, they're obviously being very serious. But they what by what I mean by that is they weren't trying to make like an Oscar winning movie. Obviously, they no. were they were making no, they a were kids not. movie, but they were trying to make a good kids movie that could create a franchise, you know, and families could like collectively. And that just wasn't it. Do they make, do they make a sequel? Big cliffhanger. I I don't think they fucking can, dude. A hundred and twenty five million dollar budget, and they thought it was such a bad movie that they pun it and just put it on a streaming. Well, and they kept pushing it back too. Like, they knew this was bad. They knew what they had, and they were like, I guess we're just going to fucking throw it on streaming, cut our losses. There's no way they invest another $100 million to make a sequel. Because everyone's seen this one. Everyone knows it's terrible. So, if my facts are correct here, hold on, let me double check on IMDb. Um, when was that movie released? No, it wasn't that long ago. What am I doing? Where the fuck is it, Ty? Why can I not see right now? I'm trying to look at the director of the movie. Okay, I'm here. The director of this movie, Ty, did direct an MCU movie. Who? It was the first Thor. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, boy. Branagh. He also directed uh, Hamlet, A Midwinter's Tale. I think those are both Shakespeare. Did he do the second Thor? He did not. Okay. He also did Cinderella. That was actually a decent enough movie. The live action one? Yeah. I think the biggest problem here was probably the screenwriting. Yeah. Because it just... It was terrible. The di- Yeah, like we said, the dialogue dumps that were trying to explain too much. Um, the characters were terrible. And this... Dude, this... I hope this movie does something, Ty. I hope this movie kills the... The, the, the trying to Harry Potter everything. The fucking Warner Bros. Warner Bros. makes Harry Potter, right? Yeah. They struck gold with Harry Potter. Yes, they did. And I've never read the books, but from what I know is they're fairly accurate. And I know J.K. Rowling was very, very, like, involved with the movies and everything. Um, and maybe those are – Harry Potter was just a nice sweet spot where there wasn't too much going on in the book where they could fit it all in one movie. But you see all these book series trying to copy this. You see it with Percy Jackson, which sucked. They made that series of Unfortunate Events movies, which combined the first three books in one movie, which sucked if you read the books. The show was good. Yeah, the show was great because they went into depth about yep. everything. Um, this I think the sucked. only other thing I can think of is like the Hunger Games, which was a successful again, franchise. Yeah, that was three books though yes. that they made into four movies. Yeah, um, this is trying to turn these franchises like Harry Potter, like Artemis Fowl, like fucking Percy Jackson, like series of unfortunate events, these kids series. I mean, fucking the what you call it movie sucked. Diary of Wimpy Kid. Those movies were terrible. Never watched them. Terrible. The Divergent movies, they just canceled the last one. <laughs> They're so bad, they just gave up. If you're going to turn a book series into something, you need to turn it into this. You, in today's age, turn it into a streaming show. You you can't make them into movies anymore. Because especially because these kids series that are... I'm, I'm assuming the author of Artemis Fowl wrote it in, with it in mind of going however many books it went. Same thing with Percy Jackson and all that. They're not made to conclude after one movie, after one book. Like I said, Harry Potter kind of struck magic in a bottle they just need to stop doing that and you you think of it too 
a typical script, it's about one page per minute of movie. Yeah. 120 pages of of script dialogue, which is not a full page of a book. And you look at a book with hundreds of pages that they're trying to just mush together and just fit. Two books. Yeah, just, just here, we're just going to mush this together, fit in a movie. You can't do that, dude. Series of Unfortunate Events, the show was great because you actually got each book. And they had stories, and they had time to you yeah. know tell each story. And I know they still left a little bit of things out, and they still changed a little bit of things. Which you that. can, yeah, you can but, do that because it, some things they're describing things in a book where you can just visually see those on screen, so it's okay. But you can't just mash it into a movie all fast. You cannot do it. And Daniel Han- Handler, the guy who wrote Series of Unfortunate Events under the pen name Lemony Snicket, he was very involved with the Netflix show. He was like, a, I think he was a screenwriter or producer or something on it. Okay. And uh, what's his name, Rick? Riordan, he's, I think, screenwriting for the Percy Jackson show. He posted, like, a picture of the Percy Jackson script or whatever. Um, I don't know if the author of this book was involved at all. Um, I don't even know who wrote this. Who wrote this, Ty? Do you know? Owen Colfer. Yeah. Don't know if he was involved at all. Um, So, story by him, screenplay by four other people. So, no. It does not look like he was. Oh, he wrote for Marvel. Oh, he wrote one Iron Man. And that's the problem. Um, can you make, like, a singular book into a movie? I think, I think that's absolutely something you could still do. Um, I don't know an example right now. But, like, these series, no, you just can't do it. It's I just don't think you could do it anymore, dude. It's tough to do it. I think you can do it. It's just so hard to do it successfully. I don't think you could do it in movies anymore, dude. I think you have to give it to people in a streaming service where they can – Watch them, and, you know, it's breaking down. You can get more into detail. And then at the end of fucking Artemis Fowl, you can go into the next episode and not feel like you just were freaking stolen money. Got st- money stolen on my pocket. I didn't even pay for it. Yeah. All right. I think you can do it, but I think with today's day and age where it's so common to have limited series shows, where I think of, like, the Watchmen show, yeah, which was just eight hour-long episodes, and it told an incredible story. I think you can do those now and they can be really good and you have the option. I don't think you had the option yeah. to do that before. You couldn't do that on TV, but now that Netflix and HBO and all these things will Disney will pay you to make these like long drawn out stories into a series instead of smashed into a two hour movie. Yeah. It's absolutely the better option. But I feel like after Harry Potter, we've seen more studios trying to capitalize on that book craze. You yeah, know what I mean? For because sure. Because of how successful Harry Potter was. For sure. If it's a singular book, like Little Woman was a singular book that they made a movie off of, they made two movies off of. Fault in like, Our Stars. That was a book. Yeah, you could do that, but I'm saying these drawn out fucking yep. series. I don't know. What's like a kid series now that people read? <laughs> Come on now, Jay. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucked. I'm just happy I didn't read these books, dude, because if I did, I would have hated it even more. So I'm just thinking of how we broke it down. Mm-hmm. On our movie rating scale. I don't know how bad a movie's going to have to be to fucking become the bottom movie on our list. Drop Dead Fred, man. But again, I think that's going to be so bad to where it gets some laughs out of me and gets some enjoyment points. How hard is it going to be to score this terribly in all of those categories? I don't know. It's going to take a, a true work of art. <laughs> to get lower on our list than this. Sorry, I kind of wasn't listening to you. I was reading the description for the book. I, uh, Apparently, the first book ends with Artemis releasing Holly Short, the elf fairy, whom he kidnapped, and having his mother cured of madness. 
in exchange for half the gold that he stolen from the fairies. So he stole gold from fairies. His mom was involved. We got none of that. This movie was so fun. That was literally a nothing scene in this movie where he's like, all right, cool. Can we let you out? All right. That was the end of the first book. This had to have not followed the books at all. It doesn't sound like it. Nine books. Nine books. <laughs> they had some sequels planned out for this shit, and I will be I will be shocked if they make another one. Man. Alright. So Artemis Fowl annoyed you, the character. He did, Jay. Oh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the pod. Um, every month we're going to make go out of our way to review a bad movie on the last episode of the month. So on, well, we're going to be loose with that because if there's an actual movie, good movie released in theaters on the last episode, I'll double dip. Okay, no, I'm fine with that too. Then last last episode of every month. Okay, dedicated slot, bad movie review. Um, am I picking next month or are you picking next month? I I thought we agreed on Drop Dead Fred. Okay, July. 31st coming at you drop dead fred movie review i might have disliked that movie more than i disliked this one i'm we'll find out definitely wasn't as boring no, you gotta watch points. it though no good points um and then we also might uh start bringing movie scales every week so be on the lookout for that just more committed to movies just streaming movies yeah. what are we gonna do there's next always week? stuff coming out the new will ferrell movie i think i know what out. we can do next week what huge huge movie got added to disney plus jay what? Huge blockbuster superhero. The garbage Fantastic Four movie got added on to Disney+. Plus. Oh, I thought that was going to be part of our bad movie series, though. <laughs> we can wait on it. I just saw it got added, and I was like, oh, fuck. I say we save that for our bad movie okay. series, because that's a dedicated bad movie. That is a fucking terrible movie. No, that new Will Ferrell movie on Netflix is coming out, I think, this week. The one with uh, Rachel McAdams? Yeah. Um, Did you know that's a real Eurovision. thing? Eurovision? Yeah, Eurovision was a real thing. Um... Like asked it. Riley, and she said, yeah, it was. So, yeah, I didn't know that because my girlfriend's a genius. There you go. Uh, June 26th. It releases tomorrow. So, next week, Eurovision okay. Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, coming at you. Love review. it. Uh, 54 on Rotten Tomatoes, two hours. I mean, this movie was a fucking 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, and apparently it was almost two hours. <laughs> I'll watch a new bad Will Ferrell movie. I'll fucking take that any day of the week over Artemis Fowl. Absolutely. All right, Ty. So... You were annoyed by Artemis Fowl. Yes, I was. So you pitched this idea to me to do the top five most annoying movie characters, correct? Just a draft? We just draft annoying movie characters. So I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit confused by this, like what exactly that meant. Like what, like, because there's characters where like they're kind of annoying, but like it was almost a good thing they were annoying. So I really struggled. It took me like 30 minutes to come up with five people. So I only have eight um, I have five, so it was, if you take anyone, I'm fucked. It was difficult. My thing was either intentionally well-written to where it's just how I personally feel about it, whether they, they intentionally made him annoying, which I I know you don't watch it, but Game of Thrones, there's this character, Joffrey. Real piece of shit, kid. <laughs> and I fucking hated him, and it was very good writing, and it was very intentional. But I would have put him on here if it was like a TV show list. See... I feel like even if I like hate a character at the end, I always like look at it like that was good character work. And then I convince myself not to hate that character. Okay. But you just got to be unobjective. You just have to look at what's on screen and on screen. I fucking hated that character. There's other people who are very unintentional and I just wanted to punch them in their little fucking sunglass wearing face. (laughs) Well, okay. So you drafted first last week for the father's day draft. So I'll draft first this week. Um, My most annoying movie character of all time is professor Hulk. 
Oh, that's a good pick. Um, damn, I picked it first because I thought you had it. I didn't, but that's a good pick. Just because unintentionally annoying because they took everything that's great about Hulk and Bruce Banner and tried combining it and then just took a fucking piss with it. They had Ragnarok where he was at the highest highs and then two movies later he is at the lowest lows. I like him better when he's just fucking Bruce Banner. I agree. Because then you got the hope of like, oh, maybe. Turns into the Hulk. And Professor Hulk, we were hyping it up going into the movie. We were excited and we were wrong. (laughs) It was the one thing I hated most about that movie. Yeah. That's a good pick. Thank you, Ty. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way, Jason. It's Artemis Fowl. He is an all-time <laughs> annoying character for me. I can't think of a character I hate more than Artemis Fowl. Oh, I physically hated this child. The skinny tie, the stupid Albert Einstein fucking line. We, If we do another bet where we're wagering something. So we have our silver hair bet about this, the football picks. Uh-huh. I don't know if we have another bet right now. I don't think so. If we do... Loser has to dress up as Artemis Fowl for Halloween. Oh my God. <laughs> I fucking hated him so much. And you can say it's recency bias, but you're going to ask me in a year, and I'm going to fucking hate this character <laughs> in a year. Oh, I 100% stand by that. All right. My number two is another comic book character tie. Okay. It's Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> That's a good pick. Another unintentionally annoying character. That's a good pick. Um. Sandwiched between two great performances, two different performances of the Joker, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. Even though Joaquin Phoenix technically wasn't Joker, but is still a Joker. Um, Jared Leto, they tried to turn him into a gangster. A terrible laugh. A terrible laugh. And he was pretty much just like a gangster mobster that had the Joker makeup. He was. That was it. He was edgy. We talked about this with Ben, too. I think he was justifying the Jared Leto Joker, how he didn't have as much screen time to prove himself. It's like, no, we kind of know what he was going to be. In that. I'm happy he didn't have more yeah, time. I'm fine with that. Jared Little Joker is my second pick. It's a good pick. This character, Jason, um, now, I don't know if throughout the entire movie he was annoying to me. It's just how we got introduced to this character. He's just a giant piece of shit. Okay. And I've talked about it before. And it's, uh, it's Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Out of everyone from Willy Wonka, it's Grandpa Joe. Which, this, which Is it the new movie or the old movie or just both? Both because I think he does the same things, but I don't remember the new movie enough, so we're going to go the old one. Which would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, not The old Willy one Wonka is Willy Wonka. The new really? one is Charlie. I had to change it because I looked it up today. Because isn't the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes, and then the movie was Willy Wonka, and then the new movie. Oh, wow. It's Charlie. Okay, sorry. I was wrong. Sorry for I trying was, to correct I was you. also wrong. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. This fucking guy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm too old. I'm frail. I can't even get out of fucking bed. Oh, oh, what? You're going to a fucking cool candy shop? Okay, let me hop my ass out of bed and do a fucking song and dance for you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you can't even get out of bed to help your impoverished family. <laughs> who's like starving. Your daughter isn't even eating because she's feeding oh you. <laughs> and you just fucking start skipping your way over to the fucking candy factory. Oh, my God. All-time dickhead. I thought if I was looking at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'd be looking at, like, the annoying little kids. All-time dickhead. And then doesn't he try to talk Charlie into breaking the rules at the end? Cause yeah, Char- he nearly gets Charlie fucking killed. He's <laughs> like, oh, come on, let's do it. And then they have, like, that burp shit, and they start floating up towards the fan. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I stand by oh that whole God. movie. Fuck Grandpa Joe. I read that book twice in elementary school. I don't know why I read it twice, but I read it twice. Fuck Grandpa Joe. 
Oh, that's fucking funny, dude. You might be the only person, and you need to find other Grandpa Joe truthers. I'm gonna start a Reddit. <laughs> R slash fuck Grandpa Joe. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> um, I don't love this number three because I actually don't remember if this character himself was annoying or if I just hated the movie so much. Um, no, nah, I'm gonna pick it anyways because fuck Logan Lerman. Uh, that's Percy Jackson. I think his name's Logan Lerman. Is that his name? I don't know. Yeah, Logan Lerman. Oh, he's got a stupid little mustache right now. He's the 13 Reasons Why kid, right? Um, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> he he just ruined, like, the greatest part of my childhood. Uh, that movie was <laughs> terrible. Uh, he did not play Percy well, and he was annoying to me for that reason. Okay. Again, I, I don't have anyone who's intentionally annoying. It's more of just characters who pissed me off list. Which I feel like we've already done, but oh well. I don't know if we have, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, this one, Jed, Jay. I don't know what the fuck is Jed. Jed. <laughs> that's gonna be your new redneck name for the next <laughs> skit. <laughs> um, kind of a cheat, kind of cheating here. Okay. That is um the ever so famous YouTuber Fred from the oh Fred movie. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Just so fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> I haven't, but I, I know who he is, so it works. Just all-time fucking annoying person on YouTube. I've seen a little bit of the one with John Cena. I don't know which one John Cena was in. I don't know. Just that high-pitched fucking voice and the stupid shit, and they gave him his own movie. Yeah, and it probably made money. It, yeah, I'm sure it did. Let's look it up. So, that channel... I have to... Dang, 2006 is when he first... Oh, Fred is back. Fred came back in 2014 for only, like, nine videos. Um, The film was universally panned as a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, fuck Fred, though. Did Fred from YouTube died? Um, No, the Fred channel, he, like, sold it to someone. Really? Oh, it looks like he got it back. Yeah, I remember there was... Because I watched a video about, like, what happened to Fred. And... Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, four years ago. It was people that weren't even him. Yeah. He, like, just sold the fucking Fred channel to people who were trying to make YouTube videos. Damn. <laughs> um, And they had nothing to do with him. Hey, that's Jake fucking Paul. <laughs> Is that how you got to start? He just bought the Fred, Fred YouTube channel? Fred and Jake Paul welcome in the new year by hitting the streets for another episode of In Your Face. Name a more fucked up, annoying duo. Just the most offensive YouTuber there is. Fred's not even in it, though. Oh, my God. It's just Jake Paul. Yeah, he sold... I forgot what it was, but he sold the channel to someone for, like, a million dollars or some bullshit. And then just, like, never, like, was on it. Like, someone else just made channels on it. I mean... Hey, man, fucking cash out. I'm fine with that. Fred hangs on the set with John Cena. Jesus. I remember. His videos weren't even long. They were like two minutes. How did he become so freaking popular? That annoying, high-pitched-ass voice. And it was just like a webcam. Yeah, I don't... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's He probably made a shit ton of money off the dumbest shit ever. But he was aggressively annoying. I don't know if this plays through the podcast. hear that i don't know if they can hear that but 
I can genuinely say I don't think I've ever watched a Fred video. I haven't. I was. They all were just. He's so fucking annoying, and they gave him a movie, so he counts as a movie character. He literally just talked and sped it up and made millions of dollars yep. off of that. Yep. High pitch speed. You up. know what? Annoying, but good for him. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I think his name's Lucas. Lucas, smart dude, made bank. The character he plays, Fred, piece of shit, annoying. <laughs> Same thing with Artemis Fowl. Actor, probably decent enough kid. Artemis Fowl, garbage human being. Okay, so you, Fred the YouTuber. Yes. My number four, I'm going with Fred from Drop Dead Fred. Oh. I have never disliked a movie character. This is the one where it was my second one. My number five is also like personal annoying. I've never been more annoyed by a movie character in my life. So, without giving away too much, pretty much what happens in Drop Dead Fred is there's this adult girl, and she had an imaginary friend when she was a kid named Drop Dead Fred, who would, like, just do a bunch of bullshit to get her in trouble. Like, throw dog shit on the couch. (laughs) Like, I can't, like, he would just do this bullshit, and then she would get in trouble, you know, because his imaginary friend, they thought she was fucking schizo, and then, like... She gets okay. So this is the beginning of the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything. She gets like a divorce. The movie starts with her getting like her divorce papers or whatever, and then Drop Dead Fred comes back and just starts fucking up her life again. And like it's just the most obno- overly obnoxious character I've ever seen in my life, Tyler. I hate it so much, dude. I think if we can't find another streaming movie, we do one good, one bad, one good, one bad, and we get to Drop Dead Fred a little earlier than next month. It's terrible, dude. That's fucking. I, I know Riley, like me and Riley actually got in a little bit of an argument about this because she thinks I just shit on it because she loves it. Like I'm just trying to shit on something she loves, but I really d- hated this movie. Genuine feelings. Yes. I, you can't disagree with that. Like the I, heart wa- wants what the heart wants. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I know she loves it. And it was a movie of her childhood. I'm sure there's shark boy and lava girl. If she's never seen that. And she watched that right now. She might hate that. Yeah. She might look at George Lopez, big ass head on that robot. Be like, what the hell is this? I don't think anyone can say, that. I think that's just George <laughs> Lopez's normal head. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but if I watched this movie when I was a kid, maybe I would have a special place in my heart for it. But fuck, man. Yeah, it was bad. Watch you just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I gave it a 89 out of 100. <laughs> um, my next character, Jason. I mean, it, so look, it's an annoying movie character, but it's from a book. And I think she played the character good. Um, it's Daisy from The Great Gatsby. Never seen that movie. Or read that book when I was supposed to. I know we were assigned to read that book, Jay. I didn't We were in the it. same class. You, did you read it? I did read it. It's oh, the bullshit. only. It's the only book I've ever read because I watched the movie beforehand and I liked it. And when I was reading the book, I got a shit imagination. So when I was reading the book, I was like, hey, that's the scene from the movie. <laughs> so I could actually follow along in the book. Okay. Essentially, this is a very old book, so I don't feel bad for spoiling shit. Um, she's married to someone and she used to be dating great Gatsby. And then he finds out like, Oh, he gets in contact with her. And he's like, Hey, I'm filthy fucking rich now. And she's like, Oh, I'm married, but I'm like totally going to lead you on. And then they get fucked up partying and she drives his car fucked up and kills someone. Oh Jesus. And then he takes the blame for killing that person. I think she kills like a, a someone's wife. And then the guy comes and shoots and kills Gatsby because he thought he killed his wife. Gatsby dies? Yeah. Oh, thanks for ruining it for me. I don't feel bad. And Daisy's just like, oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) She's still there with her husband, shows up to dude's funeral. All-time piece of shit. That movie was written in the 20s. The book? 1925. Yeah, the book. Yeah. 
It's old. I didn't know the book was that old. Yeah, and then there's a scene where like she's in there with Gatsby and like they're they're like Family Guy has a funny parody of it where like they're in there flirting and he's like, look at all these shirts I have, and she's like up on like a second like there's like a balcony basically on the second level and it's all the shirts. Mm-hmm. She just starts like throwing his shirts down, and so it's like a cool scene with like, all the shirts falling. But it's like Family Guy does the skit where it's Peter doing it. And he's like, shirts, shirts, shirts. And she just keeps fucking throwing it. It's like, piece of shit character. I didn't even know Gatsby died. Thanks for ruining it for me, I Ty. Don't, didn't, do not feel bad. There's two movies and a book. Two movies? Yes, there's an original Great Gatsby. And then there's the Leonardo DiCaprio Great Gatsby. Which and then there's the like book more? from 1920. That um, I was supposed to read in 11th grade. I don't really remember the older one. But I like the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, I didn't even bother like trying to watch the movie to do the homework for the book. I just didn't do any of it. All time gif, him standing there with like the champagne yeah. fireworks behind him. Great gif. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number five tie is an animated character. Okay. I wanted to get one animated character in here, and he's just kind of a dick. It's Lord Farquaad. He is a dick. He just—he also gets an erection. <laughs> yes, he does. I was going around Twitter for a while. <laughs> yes, he does. No, I don't know. He's just kind of a dick, dude. He just—he has Shrek go get her, and he's trying to steal his love. And I'm pretty sure he's a dick to F- Shrek at the beginning. Yeah, I just don't like Laura Farquaad. Not much behind it. I told you I struggled with this list. Well, that's fine. That's a character who's designed to be a dick and make you hate, and you're just watching it. And he fucking tortures the fucking gingerbread man. I forgot about that. That was a dick move. And then he comes back as a ghost. Also forgot about that. I f- it says I- species human. Ghost after his death. <laughs> I definitely I don't remember that now that you're saying it. I still can't even think of it. I think it was in like the second or third, or Shrek the third, uh, during Gingerbread Man's fat flashbacks. Oh God! <laughs> Gave him fucking PTSD. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah, that was a good pick. So I got a lot to choose from here. Yeah, you do. Uh, Daisy wasn't even on my list originally. I thought of her and added her. Like right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with probably the most popular, annoying movie character. Uh, the m- we're going to say it on three, and I guarantee I know who it is. Um, Jar Jar Binks. Yep. You, we didn't find I, I forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pick, okay? Yeah. I'm going to go with Jar Jar Binks. I, I knew you were going to pick him. Uh, specifically from The Phantom Menace, episode one. I think he was not in the other ones, right? I thought they didn't put him in the other ones. He was supposed to be, him. and then he got toned way the fuck back in two, and I don't think he's in three. Okay. Um. He's literally, so we're big South Park guys here. Yeah. He's Terrence and Phillips in a real Star Wars movie. <laughs> He's just the poop and fart joke guy. <laughs> he just steps in random animal shit, gets farted on. He's just obnoxious and annoying. Not and to mention he was, like, designed with racist intent. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Just a terrible character. <laughs> a su- I- you never see them market Jar Jar Binks for anything. Yeah, there's a reason. It is their most hated character. He's the most hated character in one of the most beloved franchises of all time. Yeah. I'm trying to I was reading something about him earlier when I was looking up. He's just so out of place. Like it's it's a very political, serious movie. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like sci fi. And then there's this dude, oh I stepped in shit. Oh, Misa stepped in shit. Like wh- what? <laughs> Yeah, they're saying it's uh, por- it's reminiscent of archetypes, archetypes portrayed in blackface minstrelsy, while others have suggested the character is a laid-back 
laid back clown character representing a black Caribbean stereotype. Yep, for sure could see that. George Lucas has denied any racial implications. Look, I I'm sure George Lucas wasn't intentionally like, hey, let's design a character who's really racist and gets us in a lot of trouble. But there probably was some subconscious racism going on there. Hundred percent. Um Yeah, I mean I can't hate that pick. I've never seen the movies. I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely. The I know most he's common. one of yeah. He's regarded as probably the most annoying movie character, one of the worst movie characters of all time. So, and I agree with it. It's not personal, but I agree with it. Who are your other ones? Oh, excuse me. I had uh, both Edward and Bella for Twilight. Okay, that's just an annoying movie. That's an annoying movie, and it's also two actors who I think are pretty decent, but they were so fucking annoying in the movies <laughs> that everyone hates them for it now. Anything Kristen Stewart does automatically gets shit on. What about uh, Taylor Lautner? Um, I don't really know what else he's actually been in. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. He, that was There's before. another callback. <laughs> that was before, but yes. Remember, uh, what's his name? Daniel was his name. Looked just like Taylor Lautner. We played baseball with. Oh yeah, I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had Veruca from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which one is that? I'm the I I want it now, Daddy. Is that the girl? Yeah, that turns into a giant blueberry. Um, no, that's uh, that's. You have to tell me what, what the fuck is her is name. Is she the chicken girl that goes for, like, the golden egg and falls in the chute? Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember. I just know she's the one who's like, give me this now. Give me this now. I want everything. You're rich. Give me whatever the fuck I want. I know there's Augustus. He's the one who goes in the chocolate. That one, yeah. There's Violet. The blueberry girl. Yeah. Is she Violet? Okay. Charlie. Is that it? Veruca. Is there another one I'm missing here? I don't remember, Ty. I've read that book twice, but I still don't remember. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's got to be another one. Oh, there's a... Is Veruca the gum-chewing one? Or is that Violet? Um, Oompa Loompa? Nope, nope. Those are the short little orange guys. <laughs> Violet Beauregard? Veruca Mike? She's uh-huh. the annoying one. Augustus? Gloop. Chocolate boy. What a funny name. Augustus Gloop. <laughs> and then Charlie. Is that all of them? I don't know. I Kids in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Augustus Gloop, Violet, Charlie, Veruca, and Mike Teave. Mike Teave? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? That's by far the most unpopular one in the movie. Mike tv oh isn't he the guy that gets sucked into the t no yeah he's the guy who gets sucked into the tv i think he was the little in the new one he's the little rager he was the video game player who raged oh that little shit in the original he gets stretched out yeah he's in the original he's the guy that gets stretched out yeah he's a bottom tier yeah i don't even he's the worst one i don't remember him either i also had Peta from hunger games i saw that on a list for most annoying movie characters but just all-time simp but that's how he was in the books, so I guess I don't know. I didn't I mean, really see him as annoying. Daisy still let Gatsby die in the books. Yeah, I guess. He's just an all-time simp. He's totally simping, bro. He likes fucking Katniss. Yeah, but then he had a heel turn where he was like working for the bad guys. He too. got hypnotized. Did he? Yeah. I didn't see the last movie. <laughs> yeah, he got fucking hypnotized. You never saw the last one? No, I've seen one, two, and part one. The of- last one, they cure him of his hypnotosis. And he's good? Yes. Is he still a simp? Well, okay, so they cure him, and then he's kind of like, 
like he's cured, but he doesn't like really remember everything. So it's one of those things where they're like trying to get his memory back. And I think Katniss might have kissed him or some shit, and that's what kind of like got him to like remember or something. Something. That's a big time simp move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like Peta. I like Josh Hutchinson even more. <laughs> okay. Have you ever speaking of Josh Hutchinson? Me and Ryan were talking about this movie, Hutcherson. Hutcherson. What movie are you saying? Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, okay. What movie did you think I was going to say? Uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Bridge to... Uh, that, had, that was a good book. I read the book in uh, fifth the grade. The movie, I, to this day, I think I don't... I, I've cried so much because of that movie. When they fall in the creek? When the girl... swing? Spoiler, the girl dies. <laughs> and he's just depressed, and he punches someone in class because he's so sad. Yeah. It is, it is aggressively depressing. I didn't realize that was him. Was very... He was also in RV. I don't know what that is. Oh, that was the... The movie with Robin Williams? Yeah, I've never seen that. He's also in Zathura. Have you ever seen Zathura? Uh, yes, I think so. That's like that weird board game. It was like a Jumanji ripoff, but space. Yeah. That is a weird movie. Is that with the... Oh. Kristen Stewart's in there, too. No fucking way. Yeah, she's the sister. Who's There's like a babysitter dude, isn't there? It's um. What the fuck's his name? Jonah Bobo? No. Uh... Dax Shepard? Yeah, Dax Shepard. I don't know who that is. He's an astronaut. Okay. I don't know who Jack Shepard is. Jack Shepard. He's got a very famous podcast. He was uh, in a movie with Dane Cook. Uh, who's Dane Cook? Comedian. Comedian. Yeah, he's Employee of the Month or something. That's, that's a funny movie. Journey, though. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Great movies. Is that the one with Brendan Fraser? Maybe. The Rock's in the second one. Yeah, I know that. Like The first one's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it is Brendan Fraser. I'm not good with names, Ty. You know that. Yeah. He's also someone who hasn't really done shit recently. Brandon Fraser. That I've watched. He was huge back in like the 90s. Yeah, I see that. He was in George of the Jungle. He was George of the Jungle. <laughs> he was in The Mummy. Um, have you ever seen the movie? I need to rewatch this movie because this is a movie from my childhood that might be terrible. But I remember loving it as a kid. Inspector Gadget. I, Do- I know what it is. I don't. I don't remember it though. They made a live action movie for it in 1999 with um who's in it? Matthew Broderick is Inspector Gadget and I don't know anyone else that's in it. I don't know if it was good. Matthew Broderick. Is that Ferris Bueller? Yes. Look at me knowing names. Uh, it got a 21% of Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe that's a movie I loved as a childhood that Riley would watch right now and just shit on. He was in The Lion King? <laughs> Who did Matthew Broderick play in The Lion King? The new one? No, the original. Um, Young Simba. Or Pumbaa, whatever the fuck his name is. Holy shit. If you think about it, those are the same movies. What are? Inspector Gadget? Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Lion King. I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He takes the day off. How is that Lion King? His fucking dad dies. And then he takes the day, day off. It leads into more days off, but... His, uh, who takes the day off? Ferris Bueller. No, in Lion King. Simba. He's supposed to be king now that his dad's dead. And he's like, I'm going to take the day off. Go hang out with my friends. So is he young Simba or old Simba? He's got to be young. No, he's young Simba. For 1994. He's no, not he's old Simba. He's grown-up Simba. Yeah, he was 32. Holy shit. I'm going to ask Riley that once the podcast is done recording. Bet you she won't know. That's crazy. All right, Ty, you got anything else? 
I'm just, We've been I'm, rambling for like 15 minutes now. I think it's entertaining rambling because I'm blown away. <laughs> uh, no, I do not. It was yeah. a fun pod. It was very fun. Um, the movie. Everyone watched the movie. What movie? Oh, God. I don't remember. Eurovision? Eurovision. Will Ferrell. Netflix. It's called a Eurovision Song Contest. The story of Fire Saga comes out June 26th, the day this launches. Review coming at you on July 3rd. Free movie. It's on Netflix. Everybody on the fucking planet has Netflix or has someone's password to Netflix. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Yep. We're going to be reviewing it. And we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.